0: You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy.
1: We must be cautious. Hello, Dad! Welcome to the Sculptability Podcast! I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Calvin Tiberius, uh, Pirate Lord of, you know, unstellar reputation and other less-than-stellar performances in X-Wing tournaments. And joining me today is Alex Robach, better known as Anti-Grapus, the ship's engineer. What's up, Alex?
2: Hey, guys. Always good to be on the show.
1: Uh, also joining us today is Blair Bunky, uh, better known as <clears throat> Scruffy, the ship's janitor. What's up, uh, Blair? What's happening? Uh, Tyler Tippett is currently playing basketball, but will be here later. He's better known as Starslinger72, the ship's cook. And uh, joining us today are a couple of guests. Uh, start. We'll start off with Andrew Bunn, who is wishing to keep his tag name anonymous. What's up, uh, Andrew?
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Also joining us is Doctor Professor Ira Myers, M.D., Major Esquire. What's up, Ira? Hey, what's up? Uh, better known as my internet boyfriend. When did we become? Uh, when did we become internet boyfriends, Ira? I don't know when this happened, but I know it's definitely happened.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I can't remember what life was like before you. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Anyway, so we are going to do things a little bit backwards or this is all going to get edited out and we're going to do things the right way. But because we, uh, oh. because Tyler's currently playing basketball and I guess working out and being a normal person, uh, we're going to do the booty section later. And we're going to talk about uh, the crate cup and the all world, uh, uh, team of, B- uh, Bun and Villain Scree, uh, which was the Crate Cup team that Alex Tyler, Andrew Bun, and Ryan Farmer did. Y'all did really well, and we're gonna go into that. Uh, and also how I guess Scum and Villainy is clearly now the United States team. You know, champions are the number one rankings in the made-up X-Wing team tournament rankings that I just made up myself. I don't want to get too much into that, though, because we're going to go into our main topic, which uh, has kind of been <clears> swirling <throat> around in my head that you know, kind of like the psychology of X-Wing players and why we think things are broken. And Blair, you wanted to bring Ira on, and, and of course, I was all in because Ira's my internet boyfriend. And why did you kind of want to bring him in? What was it that he was saying that you sort of thought, ah, it'd be kind of interesting to get his take on some things? Well, I mean,
4: Ira, first of all, is a really awesome player, not only at X-Wing, but Imperial Assault and other games. He uh, got top four at Worlds in 2014. and But, you know, he's an OG. He's been around for a long time. Uh, but, I you know, I think he's a really smart guy, and I think he brings uh, a real cool take. There was a... I felt like after a lot of the uh, rage after Nim Miranda, he uh, had a lot of Good talking points and I basically thought it'd be cool to get him on the show. And Have then, we actually,
1: yeah. we've talked about that on our emergency cast, but I guess we haven't actually officially announced on the cast yet that, that there was an FAQ not a week after the, uh, the tournament TO said that there was that they were going to rule that Traktor Simulator and and Genius didn't work together, and that was a big hullabaloo. And I love that word, where everybody kind of got into um, you know a bunch of arguments on whether it should be allowed or it shouldn't be allowed, and people were talking about how Nimranda's MPE or not and. I started thinking about, you know, like why we get mad at this sort of thing or like why we think something's broken. Whereas like, I'm dead inside. I know Blair's dead inside, but I'm also dead inside that <laughs> we're like, I've things have been to me broken since, you know, whisper, it feels like. And, um, I read a bunch of good takes on this. And actually, Andrew, I'm really excited that you're in on this discussion because I mean, I'm not sure between, Blair, when did you start playing? Wave three. Yeah, I started playing wave one. Alex, you were sometime around wave three or four, weren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, wave three.
1: Uh-huh. And I know that, um, Ira, you're an OG, aren't you? Like wave one or two or something around there?
3: Oh, um, I guess I started right after they announced, no, it was a year after that. I guess it was almost a year before Worlds twenty, so it was like right after Worlds twenty thirteen. So
1: yeah, so wave, when I started, so
3: wave with. one then.
1: Oh no, that would be wave three, wouldn't it? Right, there after was 2013? there were a
3: couple things out because I remember seeing an ad for a special tournament where they were like, "You can win a Falcon and a Fire Spray," and, and I got all excited about that, and then I realized that that ad was way old.
1: Yeah, I actually – that's I—that's about the exact same time I started. Anyways, Andrew is a newbie, even though to give uh, him lots of props, uh, picked up the game pretty quickly. And uh, you're right now the uh, fake uh, number one rated uh, player in x right now, isn't that isn't – that, didn't that just drop, Andrew? Uh,
0: apparently. Uh, I didn't have any new tournament results, so I'm not really sure how it worked out. Well, I mean it's Tim's – At least for fake, a brief fake, period of time. Yeah, for
1: his fake rankings, you're number one. That's great.
0: I'm sure Duncan will get it back in like 2 weeks. <laughs> uh
1: but you've only been playing for a little bit. How long you've been playing?
0: I started at the beginning of January last year, so since like wave 10.
1: Yeah, so I mean not really all that long. So it'll be interesting to kind of compare your perspective of the game to all of us old grumpy bastards and uh I don't know, that'll just be interesting. So anyways, uh Ira, you had a really good take during this whole uh during the whole hole of when it came to when it came to Nimranda being just this awful, horrible thing to play against, which for the record I completely still believe is true. It's this terrible NPE combination of just broken, broken stuff. But um you had a really interesting take on that and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Blair wanted you on, so why don't you kinda give us, you know, your take on on nimranda and sort of everyone's perceptions on
3: it sure uh well i mean i don't think you're wrong i think it for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons it probably isn't very fun to play against but then i guess i start asking questions like okay well what is fun about x-wing then if this is not fun then what is fun about X-Wing? And mm-hmm. I know what was fun about X-Wing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I, started, when I first started playing, it was very much a dogfighting game. It felt that way. It felt like every maneuver was critical. Um, I mean, I, you know, I remember... Uh, man, my, um, at that Worlds tournament in, in 2014, I remember we, I played a game against John Gomes. Uh, in Good old top, Johnny
1: Gomes.
3: I don't know. It was it was either top eight or top sixteen. I, I can't. No, top eight maybe. Mm-hmm. And that game was so intense that we had to have um, uh, Dorsey and like two other tos. Fifteen minutes after the the match had ended, holding ships down and slowly moving a bunch of things. I
1: remember that shit.
3: It took us so long to plan those final maneuvers because they, they decided the entire game kind of. And um was that his I, Luke And Luke was Lincoln Rookies No, yeah, that was his uh panic it, attack. It was uh Yeah, it was it was panic attack.
1: Which um, was what B wings with uh B wings with ion cannon and I think some Y Wings with Ion cannons. And
3: it was then Tactician. Like, some, and tactician, tactician, yeah. Yeah, it was the the four B wings with tactician I not d I don't know. I mm-hmm. can't remember quite. But um yeah. And so that was super intense. And I have, you know, I have not felt that level for a long time, uh, you know, and I and I think, you know, I could pin, you could talk about, well, where did the game turn sour for you? I know I certainly took a big break from it when uh, Party Bus was the thing. And I hadn't experienced that. I went to Nova Open and some guy just took... Um, one of my defenders down to to one hull in one shot before I could do any. That was the first engagement, mm-hmm. and then and then after that it was dead. And then I lost another ship, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So the match was over in about you know eight ten minutes. <laughs> and and then you said, "So what are all these cards? What's going on with X-wing?" I think fundamentally it boils down to this is the, the at some point there was a shift in design philosophy, and we went from. Okay, this is a dogfighting game. All the maneuvers matter. How do you stack? How do you fly your squad and out maneuver the opponent? And what can we do to slightly tweak the game so that that's still the focus? To some shift where it was like, okay, well, here are these great upgrade cards, and like this changes how this ship behaves fundamentally. So now the ship behaves different. And then how do you combine those cards with ships to build a squad that does a thing? And it's you know it snowballed from there. And I think once they started making a few changes in that direction, they lost control of it at some point. And the designs are responding to a meta that deals with these cards and what the broken thing. And there's consistently something broken. You know, X-Wing has more cards that don't do what they say on the card than any other game I can think of. And... uh I yeah. I
1: just I'm just remembering <laughs> something. Did I interview uh were you part of the uh, group of people I interviewed for that 2014 Worlds at uh, Joel Censors, Uh and I got like super wasty face during that interview. I'm almost no,
3: sure you, you, were, <laughs> were, you went... No, you know what happened? You inv- you asked me to do it and uh I was I was so sick that weekend. Uh-huh. Like my voice was almost gone. I was hopped up on meds and I was like, I I wasn't even sort of there. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, man, like maybe not tonight. Like maybe we can do it tomorrow or something. And I, and it never happened. And I was I've actually been sad about that for a long time. So you invited me on your show in 2014 and and now I'm finally doing
1: it. Okay. So this, okay. So, so I'm making up for it now. That's fine. Um,
3: anyways, so, uh, you shared
1: with us (laughs) this, uh, Analogy about, uh, uh, an experiment that, uh, somebody did with, uh, with monkeys and bananas or something. All I know is that Blair, what did you say about that? That it was like the most savage, it was like savage or something. It was pretty savage. But I think it's a pretty good analogy because I kind of want to jump into, uh, why we think specific things are broken. And how we react to that and how you can kind of tell where uh, when someone started playing the game based on how they react to something being broken. And you kind of like triggered my thought process on that. So why don't you run me
3: through that? Sure. OK, so the so first of all, this experience like this experiment never happened. It's mm-hmm. um, it's been kicking around since like the 60s mm-hmm. as this like fake news that won't die. Mm-hmm. But it is a good it is a good parable. Um, Mm -hmm. so what it is basically, imagine, um, a couple scientists doing an experiment, there's an enclosure, right? And there are five monkeys in there or however many monkeys you want, but let's Mm -hmm. go with five. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a, you know, there's like a ladder or something in the middle of the enclosure and there's some bananas on it. So anytime a monkey goes for the bananas, all the other monkeys get hosed with ice cold water. Like, the monkey going for the bananas doesn't get punished. Everybody else does. And so they do that, and eventually, like, they just start, you know, beating up this monkey <laughs> that, that is going for the bananas. So he won't, so he won't do it anymore, right? And then um, then what they do is, it, it, once no monkey will go up on it, then they take one of the monkeys out and put a new monkey in. And now that monkey will go for the ladder and the other monkeys will beat them up. And, you know, the monkey that got beat up the first time is now joining the beatings. Right. And they keep doing this. They keep taking monkeys out until at some point you have a group of monkeys that have never been hit with cold water. But all they understand is that if you go for the ladder, you just take a beating. And sort of the, the takeaway from that is that if you could if you could talk to the monkeys and say, well, like, why are, you, why are you just beating people up who go for this the, the bananas? And they wouldn't know. They would just say, that's how it's done. You know? That's how it is when I got here. And, and I think if you sort of tweak that a little bit, you can look at X-Wing sort of from that perspective. You have, you know, it goes to what you were saying about how you can kind of get an idea of when people came into X-Wing by how they're talking about what's going on and how they respond to certain things. And, um, so you get you get people thinking, well, Nimiranda's oh, the end of this, and then harpoons come out. It's like, oh, harpoons are the end of everything. And you can go back and you can and you know, some people who thought palp was fine are like. Yeah, well, no. yeah. You've got you've got palp Duncan
1: is- you've got Duncan <laughs> Howard saying that Palpatine's fine, whereas like I think it's the most broken thing on the planet, but I've I've been you know buried by it at this point.
3: But well, yeah, what, I mean yeah. the issue with palp was you like the whole game is based on an element of chance in your dice you know you line the guy up in your guns and maybe they jam or whatever right palp just kind of says you know what the dice don't matter and that was a fundamental mechanic change sort of you know they did a lot of the same thing in destiny they're just like hey you know we'll trade actions back and forth and then the game comes out like oh you know what you can just cheat that here take three actions in a row so it represents a change in philosophy. And it, well, know, doesn't dice
0: consistency work. improve the competitiveness of the game?
3: I suppose it depends on...
4: Maybe, It's not but fair it, when everyone else is subject to variance and the player running PALP can just say, nope, not happening. Like, the way I would,
3: sure, I mean, the way I would look at that is, well, what design penalty do you implement, does that bring in? So if you say, okay, now we have PALP who can do this with dice... How does that impact all future design decisions for Imperials, which now have to be looked at from the perspective of what happens if I make this? But they can also say his dice are always going to do that, you know, and that's a problem.
1: So I'd be curious to your perspective on this, uh, Andrew, um, what what was the first thing to you where you're like, oh, my God, why did they release X card or X ship?
0: I mean when I started I was playing like some pretty wholesome rebel stuff and like started looking at what was competitive eventually and I realized like Peritani was super broken the first time I played against it. Like it seemed really unfair to play against and that was like when it was really strong.
1: Hold up I'm gonna but make that, that was already... I'm gonna make Blair roll his eyes. Peritani that uh, I said uh, I should have ran that I would run at worlds the worlds I couldn't go to. Right, right, Blair? Right? Right? Are you rolling, rolling your me. eyes? You rolling it's your not eyes, me. Blair.
4: It's every listener that's had to hear this eight times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm but sorry. But for bro.
0: things that actually came out for me was I mean Nim was the first thing that came out while I was playing that after we saw how you were able to fully exploit him like That
1: was genius it was, Nim, right? It
0: was pretty yeah, it was pretty unfun and I don't like I think it created a I don't know, a bad experience for everyone playing the game.
1: Uh, Alex, what was the first card for you that you sort. You sort of like what? What was that card for you?
2: Um, for me personally, like it was. It was auto thrusters.
1: I remember you used to tell me. I. I have like an ear hole of you. T- like an earworm of you saying that auto thrusters is the best card in the game, and I will never forget it. Every time I have the opportunity to take it, I feel like I have to because you told me it was the best card in the game.
2: Yeah, at the time it maybe was. Yeah, or, or I, I do think it also it like directly countered some of the things that I like to fly so I'm probably a little bit biased yeah 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 that card it was not good
1: for for dash
2: <laughs> very true
1: is there do you think that there's any sort of uh the the cards that you're most angry at are the cards that countered the list that you were good with? Uh, Because, you know, uh, I've noticed that. Like, my card is... uh, Actually, hold up. Uh, Blair, what's your card that you were like, oh my god, why, that card? Well... The first one, at least. I mean, this was so long ago. I was, like, so bad back when this
4: happened, but Whisper was just Mm -hmm. like... For me, too. Because I played... Like, it took so long just to learn how to beat Fell. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm talking like, this is Fell pre Royal Guard title. Yeah. So, no autos, no stealth, just BTL. And just trying to deal with the turtling and the boosting barrel rolling. Like, he was so hard to lock down flying some, like, X Wings. And, like, as soon as I kind of
1: figured out how to beat him, they dropped a on off my ass. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's this game. I'm out of here. Man, yeah. So. Uh, for me, it's, it's the exact same. And at the time, I was flying, uh, you know, I think I was flying 2A3B, and I just had no way of, okay, to be fair, I had some ways, right? But it, it was just absolutely, it, it it hurt trying to go that uphill battle. And maybe it's, you know, the first card that you just, like, absolutely dumpster on is the card that you know, directly countered the first list you were good with. The uh, Ira, what was the, the first card that you were like, oh my God, this? No.
3: <clears throat> oh, I don't know if it was specifically a card, but I definitely, I, I had a very whole thing with robots. I really mm-hmm. did. And it, it, I mean, part of it was I, I didn't like the fact that, I really didn't like the fact that they could just take every upgrade without making any sacrifices. That was probably and the I, first
1: slot creep card, wasn't it?
3: I understand it thematically made sense but for the game it just shouldn't it, you know and um so that like it, and they could be beaten I'm not saying they couldn't be I just didn't like where that was going and I didn't I didn't like playing against them I just hated the whole thing I really did so so and, and now I would give anything to go back to brobots I really would <laughs> Oh
4: so,
1: man
3: so Andrew for you was NIM was pretty
1: hard on at least Finn right, and do you think that had anything to do with uh why you didn't like it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard not to be biased, and I think everyone kind of has their biases in the game mm-hmm. and like will dislike certain things that come out because they're good against what they like to fly, like you said, mm-hmm. but i think I think you can also kind of take a step back and subjective or objectively look at these things and see. I mean, that some of them have more counterplay than others, or like, I don't know, like the answers to some of these things are, there's a lot less, uh, emphasis on maneuvering. I mean, that's one that we brought up a lot, but just like, where decision making doesn't matter anymore, that's, those are the cards that I found that have the worst effect on the game and like make it the most unhealthy. And I think Nimmo's one of those.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think the game now, if you're talking about diversity of meta, is in a I guess healthy spot, right? So that's one thing that I keep thinking about is like we're so jaded as as like podcasters and uh, in general that you know because we've just been doing it for so long that you know I, I part of me wonders that you know you know, what's fun about the meta now? And are are we just, like, blind to, I I don't know, I've just been pretty, I've been introspective lately because, uh, I we're going to get into this later, but, you know, our four-year anniversary is coming up and I've just kind of been thinking about, you know, what it means to play X-Wing, et cetera, like deep thoughts about a completely unimportant thing. But uh, I've sort of been thinking about what is it that makes, you know, that makes you tick as an X-Wing player and, like, what you know, what makes a good meta and, you know, going back through a history. And it's, I guess it's like a good list diversity now, but still like there's some things that bother me. And you coming from a newer perspective, I mean, do you disagree with that or what's your take on the state of the game, etc.?
0: I think the meta is not terribly unhealthy right now. I think especially since like people are more aware of Canon Fan now, like there are things out there that are, capable against it and like the meta should even out a bit more. Um, I also think um I was talking to like Paul Heaver about this earlier, but um like, because we have so much data on X-Wing now, we have so many streams, we have so many like lists sharing. We can always see what everyone's running. Like the top list spreads super fast right now. And, <laughs> and there's so many podcasts and so much of an echo chamber there that like we get super upset or, we learn about these lists so quickly. Whereas maybe in wave four, like the things that were dominant weren't as obvious and the metas were more isolated.
3: I don't know. I I definitely miss showing up for a tournament or whatever and not knowing what I was going to play against. I might see 10 different types of ships and lists and, You know, you would have to know, well, how does this ship fly? What's it going to do in combination with this ship and blah, blah, blah. And you do still do to some extent, but you can reasonably expect like, okay, well, 30% of the lists are probably going to be this. And so I need to bring this. That has to be in my list and so on.
0: Personally, I like knowing what to expect with the meta because then you can make a more educated guess on what to bring to a tournament and have a better Chance of success. I mean,
1: I remember hearing you're... about the legendary Nova presentation that Paul used to give, uh before each Worlds, uh, where he, would you know, sit everybody down for a couple of hours and go through like a PowerPoint presentation. Like, I remember. Have you sat through any of those uh, before? Oh yeah, we call it Roncon.
3: <laughs> it's is that it's an actually actual a lot thing? Of what? That's. A, I mean, it's Ron not. Really, it's real. not really a secret. Oh yeah, it's not a secret. I mean, the people who who aren't invited around here, they made their own non Con. <laughs> and they do their own thing. But uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. So Ron has a uh, Ron has a giant uh, kind of movie theater setup mm-hmm. deal, and so with the slideshow, it's kind of like that scene from Top Gun, mm-hmm. but not really more nerdy. But yeah. Yeah, we do the we do the briefing. How are you going to go are this things, year? How long? Do, do they still are these still happening? Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, is it I'm necessary? i just go over to West
1: to Wing. You can see what's well.
3: Popular. I mean, it's plus you know everybody plays a bunch of games and we have a talk and there's food and it's fun. You know, last time we uh, we all sat and watched the premiere of Rebels and whatever. But uh, yeah, I'll be going and I'll be, and I'll be playing X Wing too. I my thing is I just so part of my response to the whole Nim Miranda thing and everybody blowing up about it was why are I don't understand where the surprise is because anyone who's kind of been around knows this is just how X-Wing is now. There'll be a thing that comes out. Everybody will spread it like gaming herpes and then everybody will get mad and then they'll release the new thing that says, okay, we, you know, this will crush that thing and it'll seesaw. But that's just you just have to kind of accept that as what x wing is now they're going to be these something's gonna be like super dominant and NPE and kind of unhealthy and not wholesome and a lot of people will play it and then something else will come and everything will get shaken up but then it'll do the same thing if you can if you like the cards and you like the combos and and you can deal with that then you'll have a lot of fun with x- wing I personally can't take it so seriously anymore because I don't I don't study these cards. I don't study what they do, and I can't. I just can't keep it in my head. So when I sit, you you know, when I play across from someone, if I'm if I'm like up at the top tables, I just trust that whatever they say their list does, it does, and I don't. I don't even think about it. I just fly my list the way the way I think you know the way it should. And when they tell me some crazy thing happens, I say, "Oh, well, you know, okay, that kind of sucks, but okay, you know, because I can't, I, I, I can't keep it all straight." The, you know, the ten cards and whatever they do.
1: It's funny. I play X Wing more now than I have since probably like 2014. But I just feel like completely not confident in anything anymore. Uh, I, whereas before, I felt like I could show up, fly well, and do well, and now it's like I. I'm just going to go and I guess pray and hope. Um, I have like no confidence that I'm going to do well anymore.
3: Um, right. And, but do you know why I think that is? Why is that? (laughs) Because that, that was part of the shift in the game. Mm -hmm. It used to matter so much how like your particular flying style and understanding how to maneuver around a map and, and outmaneuver someone know their ships better than they know their ships. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think that's nearly as true anymore. I don't think that is nearly as much what wins games in X-Wing anymore. So people like us who used to rely on just being being good with new maneuvers, being able to look at the map and say, I can do a one hard here. And I'm going to park so close to that rock. He's never going to think I'm going to do it. And how, how Paul could do that, that four forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that... That was very different X-wing, and now it's not so much that. So we can't just roll up at the table and just, you know, drop it down.
0: I think those elements are still a big part of what decides games, but I do think you have to bring a good enough list that's going to give you just like even footing in the game. Like because you can put yourself so far behind in the list building phase, and there's still like big rock paper scissors could, elements, you especially run right A-wings
1: now. And then you're just like seven, seven feet behind <laughs> everybody else
3: right sure but it used to i mean it used to matter a lot more the player versus the list you could give a good player most any list and they could they could take you to school just because they knew how to fly it and that's i mean that's kind of what i'm talking like i'm not saying maneuvers don't matter but the list and the cards matter equally or maybe even a little bit more
0: I think with the power creep and the combo wing, like list building, has become a, probably a bigger factor in the recent meta. So that probably aligns with what you're saying.
3: I think I think that's what makes a lot of players like me really grumble. Is I, you know, I had this entire, you know, I could just pick whichever ship I felt like flying and bring it to the tournament and, and do whatever I wanted to do with it. Now it's like, no, I need to fly, you know, Paratini or Nimoranda or. You ran, uh, you, I is.
1: remember Last World, you're like, I don't feel like thinking that hard, so I'm just going to run four TLTs.
3: You know, and I, and I almost made the top cut with it. I came in 24th, <laughs> and, and I lost to um, uh, uh, Phil Horny. So, I just couldn't, <laughs> which so, I was not sad to do. I mean, he's an amazing player, and he's so stylishly dressed. I will so, say he's one of the best dress players in X Wing. Him or, <laughs> him, or, uh, him
1: or Mark uh, Sable, right? Are the two best? Are the two best Because Sable's got his freaking sheriff's outfit, and he looks so cool in it, um, right? Anyway, so I, this year at regionals, uh I, I'm I'm doing both, right? So I'm going to run the list that I like to run, uh, and that you know I've got it painted, and everything's going to be great, and I'm going to go three and three with it. And it's just gonna crush my soul, and then I'm gonna go pull up metawing and I'm gonna fly whatever's at number one, baby, and I'm just gonna do that, and I'm gonna see how it's different, and we'll see how that goes.
3: Right. I uh, mean, I don't worry about it anymore. If we mm-hmm. if we crash and burn, you and I can go get a beer at Worlds. Be I get a beer
1: at Worlds. Like you see me at Worlds. I'm like, I don't think I'm legally sober in at any point during that week, other than when I wake up. And even then, maybe not. Um, although last, last year I was, uh, I got, uh, sick for a little bit. Uh, I think cause I was just hanging out with Blair for too much. And, uh, and, uh, so I didn't like on one of those nights, either that or it was just like the hangover catching up. Um, all right. So Andrew, why don't you, uh, so I'm going to use you as my hopeful guy because I do think that, um, one of the criticisms that I think is absolutely fair for not just this podcast, but all podcasts um, is that, you know, I mean, in the end, like we're kind of like a bunch of people that hate to play the game. I don't actually think that's true. I actually have a lot of fun playing locally, but the problem is, is that no one cares about my game against uh, my buddy, Matt Newt, Uh shout out to him. Uh, and, and no one cares about that game, right? No one cares that I had fun flying X-wings uh, anymore because it's, you know, it's a much more popular game. Uh So, bun sell me on uh sell me on the hope for this game. Get me hyped up again, man. Uh can you do it? Can you can 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 you breathe some life in into uh into this old uh, X-wing player? Or hold up. Hold, actually, I want to do this better. Instead of me I think it would be better if you breathed some life into Blair Bunky.
0: Oh, is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Blair has something cooked up for regionals that's going to fit his style and absolutely dumpster, Kane and Fenn, and everything else. But, no. I don't know. What do, you, what do you say, Blair?
1: I don't no, I have nothing. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is, I, I, I sometimes, okay, this is a side tangent. I sometimes wonder if Blair, I think that in the end, just like everybody, it's, you know, the, the, it's even, but I sometimes wonder if Blair's luck is really good or really not good. Uh, because there are times where, when you think about it, like he was saying in with the 7Z95 uh, regional, like if he had lost one Z95 throughout that entire run, and I don't even know how many one health Z95s you said you had, Blair, but you wouldn't have even made the cut, right? That is correct that leads me to believe that you are a very lucky bastard. But then then there are times. Yeah. Super
0: unlucky in the finals. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. It's like, there are times that you're like, okay, you know, Blair just earns it for chutzpah, right? He deserves this. And then the second you think that it's when he starts rolling blank, 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 blank. blank, And then it's out. So Blair, do you think that you're a lucky guy? Unlucky? What do you think of that?
4: I'm the most unlucky X-ling player in the history. The next thing. <laughs> no. how,
1: can, how can you say that running the shit that you run though? <laughs> like yeah, it's almost so like you couldn't be.
4: No, well that's just the way it goes. I mean that's just variance. Uh and yeah, not much more to say really. And,
1: anyway, so Bun, sell my boy the saltiest bastard to next wing I've ever met on why uh the game is actually, you know, fine. Everything's K, okay, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we have some really dominant lists right now, just like any point in the game. I think Kanan Fen is pretty unfun to play against with a lot of things, but I do think there's some answers to it. And I think, um, I think some of those lists that are good against Kane and Fen are gonna become bigger pillars in the meta, and that'll open up the diversity possibly for other things as well. I mean, like. Some things are that are obviously good are like Expertise, so we're going to probably see a little more Dengar and, Dengar and Ray, maybe. Um, and, I mean, there's some pretty good lists that you can do with both of those. And, I mean, there's probably better solutions to gain and fend than that. But, I mean, it's an extremely dominant list, but I think as people catch on, we're going to see a lot more variety. And then that should open up the door for some other options as well. And even, like... Uh, Imperial aces are in a pretty good spot, at least against Kanan Fen in some variations. So I think, I think there's some decent diversity right now. And like personally, I really don't want to fly Kanan Fen or some of the other dominant lists. And I feel a little bit like Blair in the sense that like, I don't know, the lists I like to fly aren't necessarily the most dominant things right now, but I'm going to try to make something that works. And I think I have that option, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be challenging. So we'll see.
1: So, uh, Blair, I, I think the only person that I've, only because I can mentally, the only person who's come close to the amount of time saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep playing other than you, me, it's you, me or Kevin Lentz that says like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, like, are, are, is X-Wing dead to you yet? What, what's your response to that? No, it's not dead, but. Are you like? Are you dead inside with X Wing?
4: Well, I've been dead inside for a long time. Jet Masters is <coughs> is really what did, did that in, but no, I'm. I think you're I mean, only just, so
0: upset because you lost that game to go to Disney World, and you wouldn't hate Peritani so much otherwise.
4: Well, you clearly don't listen to the show, Andrew. But that's okay. We will just <laughs> edit that part out. But I actually uh, couldn't don't go. That
1: in. What what the <laughs> hell, man? What I actually your-
4: couldn't go anyway. So,
1: I mean, Andrew, um, you know, we're the OG podcast. We've been doing this uh, longer than anybody.
0: No, I, I listened to all your episodes. So, I mean, I, I probably just... That one.
1: Well, you probably weren't even like... Uh, oh, actually, you were playing then, obviously, because you played... No, I,
0: I remember you talking about Peritone before that point. I mean, because you saw it in, I mean, Idaho and Seattle, right? I don't know, but... Yeah, so,
4: I'm a... I'm a lot there with Ira. Uh, I just I don't take it as seriously as I used to. You know, I still I still enjoy it to an extent, but I think it's it's really the community that keeps me coming back. Like there have been I haven't done this yet, but there have been a number of like Saturdays where I'm just sitting around with nothing to do, and I've like legit contemplated like driving to a tournament and just like not even playing, just like hanging out. So. You know, it's good that there's a good community that's always there, but at the same token, I'm like, I'm with Ira. It, it's not, the game does not receive the amount of resources that a competitive game does. I mean, 40k has like six full-time devs. X-Wing has like two and two part-time and the, the errata is so painstakingly slow by the time stuff gets errated to where, you know, close to where it should be, it's really already too late. Something better has come along. And that's what I was saying about the devs are basically reactionary at this point, is they make they you know they essentially make the Skurg to compete with, you know, the jump master. They make they make one OP ship and then they have to make other OP ships to try to catch up. And it like it just snowballs from there. So you
1: make a really good point. It seems like locally, like everybody's X-wing scene is actually really good. It's just online X-wing's just gotten out of hand. And
4: well, it's when you go. I don't know. It's tough for me to enjoy. I don't enjoy like beating up on the local guys because they run the wholesome stuff. And so it's like I just look at like the big tournaments and I look at the list and it's like God. It's I just it's like how do you beat that without. Giving into it, and I just I don't really think you can for the most part, and I think that's been how the game is for a while and that's I mean like twenty fifteen worlds that for me was my most enjoyable x wing experience ever uh i felt I played eight games, I felt like every one was a very winnable game this way or the other. I felt like they were really pretty much push matchups every single one. And the two games I lost, I felt like I got outflown. The six games I won, I felt like I played pretty well. And I ever since then I don't really feel I haven't got that feeling ever again. So but uh Ira, I want to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Yeah. because uh, I know you and Heaver are like super good friends. And so hearing you say yeah, all these yeah, things.
1: Yeah, I'm Ira's internet boyfriend, but uh Paul is Ira's real boyfriend, and uh... <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little jealous, but yeah, anyway, sorry Blair. I just wanted to fawn over my boyfriend again. So, uh,
4: you know, every time he's around me and I say something about the game that I'm not a fan of, his response is always either A, if you don't like it, quit, or B, if you want to change, quit complaining and become a playtester. So, do you well, guys? He have says that. Hold
1: up, hold up. I, I have to say this. He says playtesting is fine, and just wait a year and a half, and it'll be okay. I just have to get that out. Anyways, sorry. So,
4: what's the question? Well, all these all these thoughts you've given us now on how you feel about the game. Do you guys have these discussions with each other, and are you pretty open and honest about it, or what's it like between the two of you when you get together?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, we just uh, we hang out. We talk about a lot. I mean, I am in listen, I like if, if people really want <laughs> my thoughts are plastered all over Facebook. Um, you know, re- like if you really wanted to read through all that nonsense, like you could you could sit and read my ramblings for days. But, yeah, I mean, we we talk about those things. We, we talk about, you know, he's just a normal guy. So, you know, we just, we we hang out. But yeah, sometimes we do talk about the state of the game. And I and I will say this, um, you know, I, I do think the game is fine. And I'll tell you why I think the game is fine. Because people are having fun with it. And as long as that's true, then the game itself is fine. It may not be the game that I fell in love with that actually, like, rekindled my love of gaming itself. Because, you know, for over... You know, like fifteen years, I hadn't played. The last games I had played were the Star Wars CCG before leaving for college,
1: ah, and, then the sudden, ah, ah. and then all of
3: a sudden, and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm back in, I'm back yeah, in this world, Decipher, and it's awesome. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, God,
1: Ira, and, we're uh, meant for each other, man.
3: When this is all over, I know.
1: you and I are gonna get an apartment together.
3: I know, I love you too. It'll be like perfect strangers. Which one of us is gonna be Balky? Um <laughs> So, yeah, and and oddly, it was Paul that got me an X Wing because I, I I saw the core set on sale at Target for you know it was on clearance. I'm like, oh, this game must be crap. And then I look on Board Game Geek, and it's like, oh my god, there are competitions and and all this stuff. And and the world, there's a world champion, and he's local. And I message him. He's a nice guy. He was one of the first games of X Wing I ever played. Um, so I, I do think the game is fine, and I think. I don't think it needs saving per se. I mean there are things you could do to steer it back in in the direction it used to be going in. But that's so, a different argument than so for saving. Me, game. I don't
1: I don't I don't actually know if that's true, right? Like, I think that the game's fundamentally different, and I just need to accept it and move <laughs> past that, because there's so many layers of broken that we've just discussed, right? You can go all the way back to C-3PO and Predator is being broken. You know, TLT is being broken. uh, You know, de- sorry, Alex, Dash Rendar is being broken and unfun. Like, the layers are so thick that it's so hard to clean all that stuff out and make... You know, maneuvering matter again. The game I love oh, is, sure. is gone. But, except for but like you know, 3 tournaments. But I can love this new game. I mean that's okay. Well, sure.
3: But do you know how you like it, it I don't think it's not I don't think you you can't get back to that. Imagine, you know, what if what if they said, look, here's what we're gonna do with X Wing. Um the cards have gotten kind of out of control. Like now you can only spend twelve points on upgrade cards in your list. How radically would that change the game? Peritonee, oh, yeah. <laughs> fine. Ten, uh, listen, I'm throwing a number out there: ten points, eight points, whatever. No more than one upgrade four card per ship. There's, there's four,
0: point, uh, four six point six points, six points in upgrades.
3: For, for all. You know, whatever whatever the number was. You know, there there are ways you could really rein this in without saying these cards don't exist anymore. Without saying certain other things, and you know, there are things you could do. And and that would be fine. That would be a whole. I mean, that would be a whole crazy thing. It would be interesting. I was thinking to have some form of legacy format for X Wing, kind of like they're doing with um, Destiny, and like they do with Magic. And you just design rules using the components we all already have, and just rebalance it completely for a different format, and make it make it a new competitive format. And that could be interesting. They just have to be willing and interested in doing this sort of thing. But as you say, they don't like. People don't seem to understand that this it like it's a great company, but it isn't a huge company. And if you go to Worlds a couple times, you meet mm-hmm. a vast majority of the staff that's responsible for all of this. Yeah, it's, and it, I, it, it definitely it,
1: seems like FFG is. Oh, man, I, we spend so much time just crapping all over them. But it definitely seems like the their ownership is more concerned with being a profitable board game company than they are with running the competitive game that X-Wing has become, right?
3: Well, I, I mean, I think it goes further than that. I think they offer competitive services, but they don't it's they're never going to take it seriously the way a 40k or a magic the gathering or any of those companies do i mean maybe someday down the road they will but they haven't yet and they still don't now i mean it's it's a fun thing and i it's funny 40k i was thinking um I said the other day that like we're just like two steps away from instead of having upgrade cards and FAQs, just having a codex. <laughs> and you equip your ships out of that. And then everybody can just have the codex and reference that for whatever thing I wish
1: good. I do wish that they had like an online app builder so they could make patches on the fly.
3: Um, well, that, well, that won't happen just because the, the approval prompt, like whatever change they make has to go through Lucasfilm. And, and that's why things are so slow. That's why Imperial Salt still doesn't have an FAQ. And people are whining about what the X-Wing FAQ gave them. Yeah. I mean, we still don't even yeah. have an FAQ. <laughs>
1: salty Salty Ricky's uh going to come out and I think uh this is a good transition because I hear uh the Imperial March coming on. Uh but uh so it's kind of like they, you know, the, that process is so long, and if they wanted to make, you know, a change, or if they wanted to announce a change for a regional that they weren't sure they were going to have the FAQ, they would announce they were going to rule a, a, a rule a certain way, and then uh, magically the FAQ came out in time. But it was almost like they were hedging their bets with the Nimranda change. Um I don't know. Is, do you think that's kind of how that went down,
5: Tyler Tippett? Bum bum Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I'm back. I made it. How was basketball? Oh, it was awful. I was broke. I was like two for 20, three for 20. Then fight some stomach issues. Them, and I didn't have my Michael Jordan fever game like I thought oh. I would.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what happened with the FAQ, right? Like, they... I think that they knew they were going to rule that way, but they didn't know if they were going to get LFL's approval fast enough, and so they wanted to go. No, 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 no. We're going to rule this. This is the T.O. ruling. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
5: I, you, I mean, you can look at it a lot of different ways. Like my, the way I want to look at it is, we they got the they they knew the FA was going to come out I, of it. I want right?
1: to I, I want to take all the credit, but I'm not going to do that
5: uh no no no, no. so yeah. so very really like i don't i mean they don't sure community uproar uh like we're such a small fraction of their yeah, market yeah, share of the game they don't they don't care, don't, at all. They, don't care. they care uh, I mean, a little they, bit they,
1: about us only because we've met them <laughs>
5: <It's>, <laughs> right i was like they, they're good people and they care but like at the end of the day that's they're not selling us ships they're selling everybody else ships so the what looking from an outside perspective of and not freaking out it looks very much like they went hey this is a problem we have an faq in the works it's not going to get here and we have multiple regionals on this weekend so we'll release what we're going to do for next week's regional and hope everyone else follows some of them that did some of them didn't and then hey monday hey we got it now everything's fine guys they just wanted to make the play experience for the weekend that they couldn't get to good i think cool. it's
0: such an interesting precedent like if this ever happens again, I think judges will have to be more inclined to listen to the ruling.
1: Yeah, too. But, I, if, but yeah, but I, like it's fine. Like when it's FFG store, maybe that's the one caveat. Like if FFG store rules different, maybe pay attention to that one store that's owned by the company. I'm okay exactly. with that. I'm okay with that being <clears throat> the one subsection of the TO rule book that. That come that sometimes, like when there are, we're not sure yet, and there's that unofficial FAQ that you add those rulings to the unofficial FAQ.
5: Yeah, I I think that is the way it should be, based on what the judges did, and mm -hmm. like the um, the the almost vehement backlash that we got from that. Like, I don't see it even even now with that with that precedent. I don't see it going. So,
2: I I heard there was a really great tournament recently that actually took these roles, like, way in advance and just said, you know, no projector simulator, no genius combination. What an
1: excellent transition, Alex Raubach, the god. Yeah. So, y'all went to Crate Cup, right? What a transition. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, boy. Someone, okay, so I know we've kind of talked about Crate Cup uh, before. Um, Why don't... Why don't... Why don't uh, Alex, or Alex or Tyler? I don't give a shit who. Uh, somebody give me a rundown of of how Crate Cup kind of came to be and I'm, and I'm first of all personally I am very very sorry um, to uh, to have missed Crate Cup um, uh, as you all who are at least on the Skype call can see my uh, excuse in the background. Um, you know, I had, uh, uh, baby Tiberius, and, uh, I just, even a month or two, like, if we would have had her a month or two earlier, I probably could have done it, but I couldn't. But luckily for you, you got actual good players to play for you, so there's that. Uh-huh. Although, let me be fair, I was one loss at, uh, Evergreen. One loss. And that, Blair was one loss, which... His game, his MOVs were way better than mine. But still,
5: one loss, just like Blair.
0: You guys would have done even better.
5: Yeah, we definitely all had multiple losses outside of Farmer <laughs> until yeah. the finals. But then all in right. the finals, we knew we knew what was up. All right.
1: So, what was the format of uh, of Crate Cup?
3: Oh, before you before you go, I'm just gonna since you're transitioning, uh-huh. I'm gonna say good night to y'all. Since I I was in at Crate Cup and. Unfortunately and I worked an eleven hour day today so I think I'm gonna go crash Ira, uh, right. I just want to say <laughs>
1: that I love you and uh, when you're ready to uh escape I have a bag ready um so
3: do you like pina coladas yeah yeah all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You know,
1: <laughs> Mexico's got excellent weather um and if you believe in and I know that you're a crazy person like me and when global warming comes to take us all maybe we just go to canada instead
3: and it'll be nice yeah, i love syrup will you be a syrup <laughs> farmer with me yes that sounds so nice and
1: wholesome i'm actually interested in this now oh oh god uh, so if you guys yeah, don't man, hear was... from me it'll be because ira and i left together Um and well, anyways, thank thanks you, for coming uh, on but, ira, i really appreciate yeah. it man thanks ira no thanks it's ira Pleasure. W- um, happy was to come back time. uh anytime. Tyler, you missed Ira calling uh, X-Wing players a bunch of monkeys.
3: I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but...
1: Yeah, it's okay. also <laughs> an accurate
3: statement. <laughs>
1: I feel comfortable with that. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's, uh, yeah, something something like that.
1: All right. so all right. Thanks, Ira. Uh, I really appreciate all it. All right. So let's talk Bye, about Crate Cup. Um, okay. Cra- so, Alex, break down the format of Crate Cup.
2: Okay. So it's a uh, four-person team tournament. Um, one person on the team is playing objectives. That person has to play objectives all day.
1: Um, and to, for those of the people who don't know what objectives are, that was a format created by Minoc and Crates and Gold Squadron. Basically, a bunch of X-Wing nerds got together and created a format that has a different rule set. Um, then, really really simply, it's,
2: it's a lot of, um, area control. You need to be controlling like an area in the center of the board to get some points. First team to 100 points by objectives or killing your opponent's chips, you win the game.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that just, format... just just a point, real quick, Alex. We never did it, but only the lists had to stay the same. The players could swap. Okay. So there was multiple people there that like that, you know, they played objectives for three rounds and then went and switched with someone else and played for a couple rounds.
2: Oh, um, I never knew that.
5: Yeah, I found that out later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so one person playing objectives, and then you have to bring three other squads, one from each of the different factions. So, Tyler, do you want to go first and talk about your squad? I think that was sort of the, the starting point for our discussion on, like, what yeah, squads so, to bring. But...
1: So, clearly, sure. we, so the, the background is we didn't have, initially, it was going to be uh, Tyler, Alex, and then was it going to be me and Blair were going to try and go, right? But we couldn't make it.
5: So, I mean, we legitimately talked about having two full scum and villainy teams at one point. Yeah. So it was going to be, uh, Alex, Bob, me, you, Susan, Blair, and Dom. Is mm-hmm. that eight? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Will. Uh, designated driver Will. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, everyone realized that North Carolina is really far away and life happens at times. Yeah. Such as babies and, uh, that Will's got to go, like, build robots to take over the world and all that nonsense. So we, uh, it ended up just being Alex and I. And probably two weeks before Blair and Lyle figured out that they couldn't go for sure, uh, Andrew reached out to me and said that him and, uh, Farmer were looking for a team. And I was like, Hey, we probably have at least two teams we're going to try to do. So we'll shove you on one of those. And then it, uh, just kind of worked out that we had four. And so we, uh, we all showed up together and it was uh, a lot of fun.
1: Uh, so you guys had unquestionably the best uh, team name. What was your team name?
5: Uh, Bun and Villain Scree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which, was, which was pretty solid. <laughs>
5: Because which is know. a last minute
0: change by farmer because yeah, it was, was scumming villain scree for a while
1: now, nah, button yeah. screw villains i didn't probably a part of the name
5: yeah he <laughs> accidentally said it i think and was like oh that's so much better yeah um, so so we basically we had uh, we have three lists right so we have three lists plus an objective list so we sat down and we basically went like what's I mean, with, with the team set up, uh Farmer knew the objectives pretty well because he he tested them and had played around with them and whatnot. So we were like, you just go do objectives. You know what you're doing you already. volunteered to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, wanted and, to do it. And
1: we'll get into his objectives list in a bit because I think it was genius. <laughs> I honestly think it was totally <laughs> yeah. genius. Yeah. Completely, uh, like, not – fun to play against but genius for the format yep. what did you end up uh, i'm just assuming you did empire uh well actually yeah, no but well, we sure. all can assume you would have played empire so that's that's uh, fair. What, did you, what did you end up doing Did you end up doing racklow or
5: yeah so I, I went with racklow vader uh it was like it was a day of like day of decision i had fell with me i had a uh, blackout with me as well so it just kind of we looked around and i have way more experience on with vader mm-hmm. and it makes the two-ship list fights, like the Nim plus one or the uh, like the Desi plus one fights, just almost auto-wins compared to the other aces you can bring that they're still generally wins, but you have to fight for them a little bit harder. And uh, I also figured I could like hide MOV better against those, so I had like three 200-0 wins. Um, just because, I mean, hey, like if you get like a double-scrug list, like you just win. Like there's not, it feels bad because there's not much the other person can do. Uh, so yeah, it was it was the normal my normal nationals list that I've been running for like half a year now. So VI Vader uh with a cruise missile and then uh Racko with palpin Kylo. Uh
1: alright, so who flew Rebels?
5: Um I flew Rebels.
1: What you what what you end I, I have a funny feeling I can guess. First of all, I already know what you flew, but I probably could have guessed what you were gonna fly at least one of the ships. Uh but what'd you end up uh doing?
2: I ended up taking um dash poe mm-hmm. i mean sort of like fly what you know and dash poe was doing pretty well in other events so it's like we'll take that like i was expecting to see a lot of gunboats and dash poe pretty good against ordnance based lists and take away their target locks so yeah figured i'd fly that on the day i don't think i don't think dash worked out that well i think like you could have fly in like a poe ray list and probably done better but it ended up working out, so.
1: And, yeah, uh, it was okay. Bun, what'd you end up uh, flying? Uh,
0: I flew Fen and Aldra and the Time Walk Assage. Um I thought it'd be, I thought it was one of the better scum options, especially, like, the Time Walk Assage has kind of become a staple for scum, and it, that piece itself is super strong against just about everything, but especially the gunboats, like, so we sort of expected to see more of that. Um, and Fen, Fen is pretty good against a lot of the field matchups. He's really good against Wookiees and like those Rebel Fortresses with Lorik and stuff like that. So I thought it'd round out our list pretty well. Um, and I think it was the right decision. Um, but some of my games I was a little disappointed with how I did.
1: So in with, uh, with Evergreen Cup, it was, Pick a pick a list, uh, you know, put one up, and then your opponent picks the counter, the opponent puts one up, and then the uh, you pick wait a second. Yeah, you player, basically pick player the next one. Two. Then player two picks two, then player one picks the next two, which effectively picks the next the next yeah, two matches. That's The same, yeah. Thing. Yeah. same thing.
0: Well Chris had a different pairing thing originally, and I suggested that he used the evergreen one. And yeah, he went I like that. And I like that.
1: To be fair, so I, really, I, th- I like the gamesmanship of it. It I, allowed I, I, for I, us to uh, really sort of hide um, some of our our matchups and 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 that sort of thing. Did you guys build around that? Because uh, be be fair, you guys left me out of all of this decision making, and I have good inputs. Okay, <laughs> l- hold up. Let me restate this. You left Blair out of all of this decision making, and he has good inputs.
5: <laughs> I think most of it was basically we just kind of the week of we're like, hey, what's everybody want to fly? I mean, pretty much everyone assumed I was on Empire. We all assumed that Andrew was on Scum. So Alex is like, all right, I'm game with Rebels. Like, what's what? Good I would have loved to right fly now? Empire. I mean, you would have. Well, we I
0: probably would have done worse.
5: <laughs> I, I can't not play Empire. There's a difference. Uh, I, you don't want me on Scum. If you have me on Scum, I'm running Kath Scarlet and probably Emon.
0: <laughs> oh no, Kath Boba. The
5: sure. No, well, yeah, I I think I fly a better cath, but that's fine. Uh So yeah, it's just the 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 list choosing system that Chris put forward is what they do in one v one esports. So it, there's more counterplay to it, but it's a, it's more complicated. And I don't like crate cup was way more of a fun event. The majority of the teams there were not like try harding. Like, we kind of were tryharding, but it was more like we just were playing stuff we're good with. Not, because we thought, oh, this is the optimal strategy between all these lists and whatnot. Because yeah, we I, didn't really, we didn't have a, a lead list that we could always put forward that's just always good. Like, we didn't have, the like, an ego-style thing that we can just throw down and be like, yeah, who's going to try to fight it?
1: Yeah, because that's the one thing I'm thinking of is, uh, the one thing, okay, so, I, I, I know, I watched a couple of y'all's games, but the one thing I was thinking, and... In, in, Maybe this was pressing because I didn't watch every single one. It seems like the lists that Plot Armor and Alex's and Tyler's lists would be good against are the same lists, right? So you effectively have uh-huh. rebel and am I okay? So maybe I'm wrong with this, right? Cause bear <coughs> in mind, y'all know those, those lists better than I do, but that was my first thought process when I heard that. So, but so you like, all have reps with those lists, though.
5: Sure, D- Dash Poe works better. Also, again, like it's we have similar lists that we're both good against. Mm-hmm. But then, like the, it's the corner cases. Like Dash Poe, I feel like is better against those like Rebel synergy lists where Dash can kind of just pick stuff off mm-hmm. that I can sometimes struggle with because there's just too many guns and I burn with rack burns health, whereas Dash just doesn't as often, unless you yeah. you know roll on lucky like or whatnot.
0: I agree that they have. Different good matchups there, and then I thought like we didn't plan super hard, but I felt like Racco would cover my weaknesses with Fenoldro yeah. Assage pretty well, and that turned out to be the case.
1: So yeah. what it sounds like is you didn't have Lyle browbeating you guys into like a phone call and going into drafts for like three hours. You remember that? No, one not at all.
3: <laughs> like, uh, I sure like, do. Yeah, like,
1: forcing <laughs> us to like make sure that everything is like meticulously planned out
2: <laughs> that's exactly thing, right the one thing i want to add to the, the discussion of like how we did the pairings mm-hmm. is that i i kind of felt that the the team that put out the, the first list um had the advantage because they I could then choose the last two matchups I agree. like yeah. hard and yeah I think the this is other all thing stuff did... you would
1: have known if you would have talked to your boy Kelvin. Well, I was oh, at no, Evergreen
5: we
0: too. We, yeah, so we, we, I, we I experienced we it at Evergreen. Do. We almost beat you guys, Ricky.
2: Don't forget it. Um, the, the, the the one thing we did we did do well is when we were like rolling a rolling a die to decide who got to go first. We always said we're, we're rolling the die for the choice. You can choose to go first or second. Yeah. So I think twice the other team got the roll and chose to go. <laughs> Go second. Did,
5: did we ever not go for, like, put the first list down? Yes. Like, we, maybe on once. The, on the one, the one round of Swiss, we
2: went two and two. We had to go Ish. second.
5: Yeah. And that wasn't even, yeah, that was, I should, I should have had a win in that, that setup. So that's, so whatever.
1: we, we have actually neglected to talk about, uh, Farmer's list, which was ended up doing very, <laughs> very well. So, um, so tell me, what did, uh, what did, uh, Farmer end up, uh, choosing for, uh, his objectives list.
2: So Farmer decided to run double rebel regen with VIPo or and Miranda. And you know, double rebel regen not great against jousting lists and area control. So he threw in VI As- Ashoka with the catcher tie. So you could just fly Ashoka right next to the objective and just like park there. And you know, now the now you have to joust with double Rebel Regen, and yeah, yeah. It, it worked out pretty well. Basically, Miranda,
4: you just... brought the
5: thing that they're not going to allow next year, as you're telling <laughs> <them>. <laughs> so, so, interestingly enough, there was... I talked to Chris about it, like, when uh, he picked me up from the airport, and he said, like, they've tested it, and it is very good, but it's not so good and like it's not an auto win for like half of the objectives it's there's there's you know there's only one thing that she can go get while there's two or three other things floating around that you have to deal with uh but it does make being able to bring high pilot skill not auto loss and it also kind of incentivizes not just running a full-on like rebel swarm or or a uh, imperial like gunboat swarm kind of thing because that was one of the lists that we saw that was very good was dormants and three harpoon boats to like set up the harpoon boats on the objective like turn one, like come at my harpoons, or you know, did you're gonna have Dormant a bad deal. Set up anywhere? No, they didn't. We. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Matt Herb tried it once, and Chris just looked at him and went no.
0: And Ryan did say that all of his games were really close and difficult yeah. games. So I don't think the list was super dominant necessarily. I think he also had to fly it really well.
1: All right, yeah, so, for sure. So you all did pretty darn well. Uh, how did you all end up? Like, how did you guys end up at least, uh, uh, ba- like, in, sort of like, during the Swiss rounds or whatever? Sorry, guys.
5: Uh, we finished third, like, 21 MOV out of second place. Yeah. And that's that's questionable. We should have been in second place. And, like, Andrew should have won his last game. There was a questionable, like, time call kind of a thing. And after five rounds, we were all kind of tired and just didn't. Uh, basically, if he had one more round, which he should have had, then we would have got the win, like, outside of crazy dice variants mm-hmm so we should have been in second place it wouldn't have mattered because second place third anyway so we would have played the same team you know we'll still make it to the finals
1: what yeah. uh how many rounds was it
5: five, five. was yeah. five swiss cut to top four uh
1: so uh how did you uh so how did you all end up doing like uh like uh like total uh like win loss whatever i mean my apologies i just want to
5: Thirteen and seven. Right? Is yeah. that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, thirteen and that's seven. Right. Uh farmer went five oh uh in Swiss, which was like that. I mean, that's the reason we got out, right? Um we basically yeah. like every time he sat down, we tried to plan around going uh two and one with our lists and knowing Farmer was gonna win, we would be three and one. And if you three and one all five of your rounds, you for sure make it into the top four. So that was kind of our game plan going in. It's not that we didn't want a four zero. it's just that's, you know, hard to do when you're getting counterpicked and whatnot. So we always tried to make sure we had two really strong matchups. So yeah, I think we didn't was try like,
0: to throw anyone to the wolves, but sometimes yeah. it's hard to avoid, especially depending on what they had. So yeah. I think Tyler had some really rough matchups.
5: Uh, same there. thing, Alex had two in there too, where we just kind of were like, ah, they, they'll figure it out. Figure out if you can deal with Dashpo.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right.
5: So. <clears throat> but that was good man i tell you what i'm just gonna take a slight aside out here for a second mm-hmm. and because you get you play on four maps right you're all mm-hmm. sitting next to each other like which is a cool experience i'm not used to that yeah. like having people it's around really me fun, and like, right? knowing those matchups it was it was really good but there was like there was two things that happened because of that that was was pretty interesting from my perspective because like i i look at everything in the game of x-wing through the lens of Racklow, like vader mm-hmm. or Racklow ace right really? so certain things happen or show up. i know it's really? crazy right Every single
1: time someone says a list, you talk about how <laughs> Racklow blinds it or knocks it. P.S. Yeah, I just, no can't. matter what list is put up there in any chat, he talks. He's like, "It's fine. I'm going to P.S. You. I'm going to boost. I'm going to. I'm going to engine boost at P.S. Eight. I'm fine. Like that's uh, immediately his yeah. reaction yeah, to
5: any list. You're fine. Yep. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you're a P.S. Eight. I don't care. It's fine." Uh. So there was a a game where uh Andrew was like, "No, they've got it. Was like triple boat Riad instead of quick draw." and he's like I got triple boats. I'm like okay. So I took I forget who I took. But uh so I'm sitting there watching and I I look over and it's like the second or third turn of the game and Fennan and Aldra are literally in his deployment zone in the corner doing nothing. Like all of the action is on the other side of the board and or no, it w- it wasn't triple boat uh riot it was the like Vader quick draw gunboat like list so it was like high ps alpha strike kind of mm-hmm. thing and Asajj is just sitting range 1 of all three of them. And he's just like, pop glitter, pop counter, lone wolf time, let's go. And Asajj takes no damage and strips all of Quick quickdress shields. I'm just like, what is going on? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I've never been on that that end of, uh, of time walk before. Like, holy crap.
0: Yeah, that part's pretty nice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just like, it was cool to see those lists playing against other things versus like what I'm used to. Like, oh, this is how they have to interact with me and kind of getting the like oh man time walk is terrible i can't beat it look at this it's like oh apparently i can just drive out an entire list and be fine cool uh and then the other was when we were in the semifinals. so it's the the top four right so we we put alex out first and he got um who'd they match you with like uh, like it was Uh, like a rebel Rebel list yeah it was a rebel like four ship rebel rebel list yeah
2: three t70s and a tie
5: yeah, okay. Um, we figured Farmer was going to win, and then it was like, I got a triple PS9 scum, like, uh, aces list that just didn't have a chance against me. It was, it was like Zuckus, Fen, and, um, the Seek Genesis Red.
0: Farmer was scared because his PS9's chemo's, though.
5: Yeah, he, I, he was, but like, I still figured he had it. Like, it's double rebel region. And, uh, what'd you end up playing against? Cause you,
0: I played against, um, two gunboats and quick draw. Yeah, okay. But they were like lightning reflex title gunboats that, yep. Can catch you unawares pretty well. <laughs> Crazy
5: off guard. Yeah. Um uh, so my game ended very quickly. Uh I played Ned. Ned from the Crafted Storage uh does all the wood boxes, it's awesome. Super cool guy. Uh, it was really fun like getting to sit there and talk to him and like actually get to know the person behind like that does all that. Uh but I he he had a, a cool triple PS9 list that does lots of really nasty things to small base ships that are not above ps9 i bring ps10 and 11 one of which doesn't care if you tractor beam it because it's really big it has no agility to begin with uh so that i I won 200 zero and andrew you just lost fenn right like so it was like 168 or something like that yeah uh so we had a huge pilot or we had a huge uh lead going in and farmer lost but like the, with the objectives, he only loses 50 MOV, like he loses 150 to 50. So we pretty much had a for sure win. And Alex just kind of looks over and he's like, Hey, what's the MOV situation? I was like, Just don't lose Fe- like Poe, which totally wasn't true. He could have lost at that point because he'd killed two, or the X Wing, uh, T- he'd killed a T 70 and a TIE fighter. So he just had to run for 10 minutes. It was like, it was that, that interesting spot where it's like, as a team, we just knew we advanced because we just had the MOV in, in hand. So he didn't have to engage. Like, he knew that, like, oh, I can play to a push. Sure, I lose by six points or whatever it was, but that doesn't matter.
1: So you guys uh, you guys advance to the finals, and you go up against the... Uh, I don't want to be salty about this. <laughs> the X-Wing All-Stars? Yeah, you go up against... We go up against Duncan the loudest Howard. team in Jeremy Howard, Nathan Idy, and Zach Matthews. And uh how did uh how did uh, how did that and I I okay, I know that we I know that you guys ended up getting second, but what were you guys thinking going into uh to that? Like I was, thought all of our then?
0: matchups were bad, but <laughs> yeah. Cuz I, I mean it, it wasn't actually as bad as I had thought going in and I think we ended up getting like, probably the best pairings we could have, I mean, yeah, maybe it could have been better, but like given Cause the... i don't
1: I don't know what they were flying, so like walk me through this, pretend I have no idea what they were flying because I actually don't care about their list at all. I only cared about you, I only cared about you, <laughs>
5: uh it was Duncan Aces, so quick draw inquisitor, palp mm-hmm. shuttle um shocking, yeah, yeah, yeah right shocking, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy was running what Thweak, Thweak, Fen, and A bump, bump master, master? A bump master, yeah, and then uh ego. It was one of the Ego variants, with right?
0: With Fen yeah. instead of uh, Biggs or whatever.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's Fen, Lorick Miranda. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nathan ID was on objectives with like a ghost and some other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Yeah. Farmer was like, I can't beat this. I auto lose. And then he pulled the worst objective he could get and then was just like, I'm out. Like you guys ben, win, I can't win.
0: Ben, ben was the only thing that could shoot his Ahsoka. <laughs> and he like two shot it. <laughs> two rounded it.
5: Yeah, it was it was a PS eleven Fen Ghost plus one. And yeah, he, he two rounded a TIE Fighter with his two attack dash shuttle. Because of course he did <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh with Farber taking evades, apparently too. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so our thought process going into the pairing. Like we won the the coin flip. We got to yep. decide first list out. We put my list up because my matchups, like against all three squads were like not great. Yeah. So but we also you're like- hide
5: me from ego. Cause that was pretty much not a a real fight for them.
2: I
0: thought Duncan's list would have been best against yours. So I'm surprised they didn't do that pairing, but maybe yeah, there was something yeah,
5: that yeah. were- I, I think that, I mean, I heavily called Duncan out that he had to take me no questions asked. So maybe, maybe oh. that moved in our favor.
1: So uh how did those end up going down? Like obviously like so Farmer lost uh did uh uh who won, who lost, etc. cuz I heard it was like decently close at the end, right?
0: Well, Alex was the only one who won. He was matched yeah. up against Jeremy Howard's um scum Maces, and
2: yeah. he the the match was streamed. So you guys might be able to see, still view it on Twitch. He he just like misplayed his opening and Upmaster was like nowhere close to like getting in my way at all. And dash just rolls like four hits on Finn and does two damage. And then I block yeah. him with, with dash and Poe rolls in and due to a bad move, by be, he gets stressed, but he still rolls three hits and Finn can't roll any, anything and just dies. And from there it's like, it's, it's over.
0: Those aces really don't like heavy laser cannon shots. Like they're going to take damage. <laughs> so Yeah.
5: So we, we knew Alex got the win. Uh, so it was basically just on Andrew and I. Uh, I had Duncan, Andrew had, uh, Zach. They were, they were both tight games. Uh, I got the lead early on Duncan, and then, uh, Vader couldn't close it out for me. I got shots when I needed to, I just didn't get the, my, it was my reds were just low, which happens. Um, I spiked early. Uh, it's funny because, uh, Duncan was mad that I got a PS0 into, uh, quick draw early, and I think he, like, from my perspective, he like burned palp on the initial shot and then it was only took the PS zero. So he didn't lose any shields right on quick drawings. I, I'd him mm-hmm. and I think he shouldn't have and taken the damage. So he could have double tapped rack there. Like, I think that would have been, but I don't actually know that for sure, but I was more scared of that. And then when my one snuck through and didn't do shields, I was really happy. Um, but like I, he burned rack down. I got, uh, his quick draw down to one hole with shields, but he was Kylo crit. So with a blind prepped. Um, so all Vader needed to do was get some hits down and let the ATC do work. And I just, I couldn't get the hits. Like, and then I got mad after like, I think it was five rounds of me shooting and bailing out, coming back and shooting and bailing out. Uh, cause I had an inquisitor behind me the whole time that, uh, I finally just made an aggressive play and he bu- he bumped it and the inquisitor got the three hits down he needed and killed me. I was like, okay, sad.
1: So Bun, how'd your game go?
0: I went against Zach and I I played Peritonic against Ego a lot, and I have an opening that I like, so I used that. And it worked. Um, I mean, it went pretty well. It's just like a couple things happened early that were bad, and I think I could have approached it slightly differently because you don't have the scout to block. So I think Asajj could have gone out slower, and it would have been better. And I think Fenn might have wanted to approach from the other side. But Fenn basically took a crit from Lorik on the first round that was weapons failure. And it was a range one shot where I had to focus, but I mean, it was, I don't know how unlucky that was, but I, I, I tried to fix it for the whole game and never got it off like four times. So that kind of hurt Fens damage a lot, but it was, it was really close. And I mean, he flew it really well. There was just one time where he dropped a bomb on two of his own ships and it did no damage. And that might've been the difference I needed for the game. So I don't know. It was really close. I think but. it was
5: like 0 for 8 in your game, right? Like bombing his own ships.
0: Well, I think that was overall. Oh, it was uh, Just tournament. it was only that one
2: bomb that was on his. Gotcha. His guys. Um. So yeah, it was it, was, it was, was close. Like they played really well. Like I feel like they deserved the win. Like they went really strong in Swiss.
5: Yeah, they cru- yeah. so they they crushed in Swiss. Uh, but it's it's funny because I think they were uh, they were going for the four O's like more aggressively, like in their pairings. And uh, I I d I don't think we did that. I think we always looked at going three one, which is just kind of a ideology ideology difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there was a couple uh, like I think, those. I was I about think we tried to set uh, ourselves Blair, up. Blair, I think just seven's
1: seven's less than two, right? <laughs> right? I don't seven know. Less I, can't, than two? I can't I can't count. Seven. We're talking about seven's number of two. We had. Seven or seven two is less than go. seven. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Ricky can yeah. math. Yeah. yeah, I mean
5: bottle of wine in um but yeah two less <laughs> than seven right sure uh, there we s- go. like a good example of that i think <laughs> is our our first round <laughs> like, like i was lose, our one there's loss no cock and in uh measuring
1: for
5: me it was basically i forget who you ran against the triple boats right andrew yeah so we had the choice and it was tri- it was triple boats and then uh like thweek Fen and something else i don't remember what the other ship was in the in the scum list uh, Bobby from the, the the Texas team. And uh, like we were looking at it and I was like, I can fight the triple boat list and it's like a 60-40, but uh, Andrew was much better under the triple boat list than I am. And I was just a push into the scum list. So it's like, we'll take the push to give us the much better matchup instead of having two pushes if we flip flop. So it's like, just looking at things like that, I always wanted to give us that. Like, I, I tried to get us that. Like, I'll take a bad, a knots advantageous matchup if it gets us like the better overall percentage. I think the
0: bigger factor, well, two things. I mean, first of all, I think their lists were more well-rounded, so like I think Duncan's list has fewer like bad matchups probably, and I mean, especially with Duncan behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And just things like that. I think all their lists were kind of like that, whereas like my list and your list kind of had a lot of things we wanted to avoid, so it was like harder for us to pair those.
5: Yeah, I, I think they they were good with ego just being their drop list. Like we can throw Zach to the wolves because it's he he's got a chance that's, in every fight.
1: That's how we were at Evergreen. We'd drop uh, triple uh, triple U um, boats and we sure. Just, a- after that, we'd just try and uh, hide uh, the Rebel Swarm and in Rackfell. We just try and at least yep. get those around. Uh, so you guys uh, ended up second, which is pretty rad. Um, so I'm going to make a website uh, for team rankings, and that makes Scum and Villainy the number one ranked team turn- uh, turn- team uh, for uh, team rankings, right? <laughs> Coincidentally, right, I mean, it's the between... only one that
0: went to both events.
1: Hey, look at us. Hey, hey. Really good. I don't make the rules. Wait, I do make the rules and that makes yep. us the number one uh, team in, uh, in, uh, team tournaments. So there's that, um, you know, so just bear that in mind. I got to make a shitty website for that though, that ranks that. It's
5: everybody. true. It's true. Can you do it on GeoCities, please? <laughs> still around. I, yes. No. I hope. I hope.
2: Uh, I just, I just want to say like the, the tournament was a lot of fun. Like, Playing in the team format was really cool. Like it being able to have like someone next to you that's like on the same team, and you can kind of watch their game if you have, you know, you're waiting for your opponent to make his move. That was cool. Yeah. Um,
5: you have one thing interested in the other people. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: So I think would, everyone was there a to have a fun. Cardboard cutout of me oh, have helped would have
5: been you. so good at one hundred percent.
1: If you, cause, cause my thought was you could set it right behind Duncan and I could have like my crazy eyes and it would be distracting.
5: <laughs> no, no. We would have put it behind our side. Like you yeah. would have been coach, coach Ricky just mm-hmm. there the whole time. Given the like so time we, we mean, kill it a boat, we hit it the been, horn.
1: It would have been pump up eyes instead.
5: Yes. Yep. You know, you can do
1: it. Um, all right. So, uh, there was the top 50 tournament, uh, or top 64 tournament, uh, that you guys did as well. Um, I, Tyler, I know you played in it. And yeah. and and uh, Alex, did you end up playing in that?
2: No, I did not. Uh,
1: uh, how did, Bun, it, Bun played. Yeah, Bun. Uh, Bun uh, how did that, how, guys, how did that end up going? Like, I know that was like, they did like pods. I, I imagine in the end, being on Sunday, I imagine it was a shit show. But
5: um, so, so let's take give a me step rundown, back and give get me the rundown. Get on how that. we got there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do want to say one more thing about Crate Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had like 140 people at Crate Cup 3. Mm-hmm. like take that like think about that for a second like we had 140 people at a fun tournament that realistically i think there were five super try hard teams there and 25 teams that were there to shoot the shit like some people like people were running meme lists with bb8 poe because they wanted to run bb8 poe so like i don't care if we lose all our games let's go and uh they had beer on tap in the venue. So we were drinking the whole time. There was a break between round one and two when they had to like fix cryodex or something like that. So half of us went to uh, this Mexican joint that was like in the same parking lot. And uh, I'm just going to call out everybody that was there because I heard we were getting margaritas. So I got a big margarita and everyone else did not get big margaritas. They got small margaritas. So I was... I didn't know it was an option. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so I'm like trying to chug a frozen margarita as quickly as possible so that we can get back to the, uh, get back to the event.
1: Tyler, you know, next year I'm in on the big margarita.
5: Oh, it was so good. It was worth it. It was so good. But like I definitely went a little too hard on the alcohol between games one and two. So I had to, <laughs> had to take a break for like games two and three, but it was a super fun event. So like Chris put a ton of work into it. Like he really did. Uh, but if you want to do a fun event, Like it can happen. You're probably going to have to do one that has a low turnout for one year or, you know, the first time you do it so that people can see that you're willing to put in that effort. But like if you it's if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Like, I mean, we had like Farmer and Andrew flew across the country to like play in this. Like you can get people to travel. You can have big events that are not FFG sanctioned things like go community. Do that. Like everyone's talking about how like they don't necessarily like the metagame right now. Team tournament was really awesome. You can you can hide stuff like you can't just run Memoranda. Even if trajectory simulator was allowed, like you can't necessarily just always bring that because C- yeah, would have loved it.
1: I mean, at Evergreen we had uh, we had Rebel Swarm go. What was it five and zero player?
5: Yeah, for sure. Right, like yeah, hide to... that matchup. It's great.
1: Yeah, so just because we hid, we hid the we hid the bad matchups for Rebel Swarm and it ended up going five and zero. Because I mean, it's good against the stuff. It's good at, against.
5: Anyways, so uh,
1: how did uh, did, uh, top 50 go? Yeah, how did top 50 go?
5: Uh, So part of that segue was understanding that we drank a lot. So we we picked pods, (laughs) and we picked four pods of five because there was 20 of us originally. And, uh, it was supposed to be the top two out of each pod make it to give us a top eight and then go, right? Uh, the problem is that doesn't work for rounding because there's someone that just sits out every game and we'd have to play an extra game to get everyone to get the round robin. <laughs> and I realized that and told Tim after Tim was drunk. So then we had to like fix it. So we drew pods day of. So my pod was me, Duncan Howard, Paul Heaver, and Jeremy Chambley. Oh God. So I have the three time world champ, the, the, the Coruscant winner. And Duncan, who was like currently the number one NA player,
1: not anymore though.
5: Not, not anymore. anymore though, baby. He, he dropped. Well, well, Andrew, like who'd weeks. you have in your pod? Yeah, for two. Um, who'd you have in yours?
0: I had Hassan Khan, oh. um, Ryan Farmer, and Tyler Barnett in my pod.
5: Uh, nice. I have
1: to send an apology to Hassan uh, for uh, being late and sending him his uh, his Vader card from our from our loot table. Uh, Hassan, I'm sorry I was late with that, but, uh, Tyler says that, uh, that world's fader will roll more hits for you. So there you go.
5: Yeah. At least more of the hits than I did, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so my pool, my, my group was, uh, just a not fun experience of me playing three extremely tight games, uh, against, you know, really great people. Uh, well, the interesting
0: fun- thing about Duncan chose to play Kane and Fenn to sort of try it out. And Heaver also <laughs> chose to fly Kylo Boats to try it out. Yep. So like those were their first games on those lists or for the, yeah. for that day.
5: For sure. Um, yeah, I had three tight, yeah, I went 0 and 3, but I had three super tight games. Um, which, okay, yeah, they were fun games. Like I just couldn't pull out wins in them. It was sad. Who
1: who ended up winning that?
5: Uh, nobody.
0: Uh, <laughs> <What>? Exactly. <laughs> It's a replay of the Gen Con finals, and it's being streamed next week in in Milwaukee or something between Zach and
5: Nathan. Yeah, Zach and Nathan won, but they had to leave to get on their flights, so they left.
0: (laughs) The Dion's going down to Wisconsin to stream it next week.
1: Nice. All right, hold up. So this is – I'm going to do a side tangent. Um, Yep. Does Dion have a real job anymore, or is he just a streamer now?
0: He's a music Uh, teacher, and he has a real job. he's a very talented musician.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like, I understand all of those are true, but it seems like he, like, travels and streams, like, all the time now. Are we doing something wrong as a podcast? No, we are... (laughs) Okay, very very much.
5: No, we are not. Like, he... Like, Gold Squadron Patreon gets him a lot... Like, they they support him for the effort that he puts forward to the community. Ricky, remember we're the lazy podcast, like yep. we, we put yes, forward yeah. just the, he absolutely puts enough. in the effort. Yeah, man. We put in,
1: like, uh, if you eff- listen to his... we put in the effort that is this right here. And that's, yes. it.
5: yes. <laughs> uh, if you, if you listen to his, uh, like he got bumped off some flights, trying to get down to the pack South and like spent all night getting there and like rebooking flights. It just is no one wants to deal with that. Right. Like, good on
1: him all right so uh i think that's a wrap for this podcast is there anything else that we need to go over that i am not thinking of right now anybody
4: do you want to announce the tournament for you?
1: yes i do blair yeah. tell us about so our birthday is coming up and Blair hey. had, yeah uh now y- you might ask yourself uh Kelvin, you know, it's only four years. You know, don't normally people celebrate stuff on five years. But I'm thinking, you know, who knows what's going to come in the future. And I want to celebrate now and uh, why put off what you can do now. And, you know, four years for podcasting is fucking crazy. Sorry, uh, future whoever's editing this. It's crazy. Uh, And it's crazy. And. I just wanted to do something. So, uh, we're going to do a tournament that Blair came up with, which I am stoked for. And I'm not sure exactly. I think I'm, I need to figure out if, uh, we're going to do this end of February or middle of February. I'm thinking end. Uh, we're going to do a, uh, town, a live town hall, uh, sort of thing where we get all our fans together and we all hang out and get drunk and talk X-Wing and we'll put that up on Twitch or YouTube or something along those lines. But anyways, we're going to do a tournament uh and you had a really good idea that turn for that tournament. So why don't you uh take us uh away Blair?
4: Well, yeah, we figured since uh, we're the old the old garden block, we'd go ahead and do a throwback tournament. So we tossed around a couple ideas and consulted with some people outside the podcast and ultimately decided we were going to go with a Wave 7.5 tournament. But then Alex also had the clever idea to throw in uh, all the titles for the fixed ships that they've done afterwards. So basically it's everything that was up to Wave 7.5, and then the pilots and titles only from the Imperial Salt Carrier Imperial Veterans Guns for Hire, Sea Rock, and Heroes of the Resistance. So Omega Leader is legal, no Callus, and it's gonna be on Vassal. And uh Wait, where did uh, Callus come from? Callus was in the Imperial Salt Carrier.
5: Yeah uh, yeah. Okay.
4: So Foul sorry Minox. Is legal. Foul faces is legal, but it will be the current FAQ. So the one we have right now, not the wave not what the FAQ was back in yeah. uh seven point five. And then we're also thinking we're gonna do hangar bay as well. So we might change uh, something here or there, but it sounded like that's uh, what we're gonna go with, so should have uh the announcement posted rather quickly.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for that. Um I
5: am not gonna win that, but I will play and um This this will cause me to fix my vassal issues. I'm back baby. I'm back. So uh,
1: I want to do. I want to do this. Um, I am. Will I kind of want to put up self bounties on these? Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Tyler's just giving me that this is a bad idea,
5: but this is. A yeah, good let's
2: idea. just let's just <laughs> let's just wrap up, and we will we'll discuss this in the <laughs> we'll future. Figure out self bounties. podcast <laughs> is
5: super long. We'll uh, we'll figure out self bounties when uh, Ricky's not a bottle and a half of wine in.
1: Okay. <laughs> Bottle. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and put a bow on this thing, as I'm being told by the better adults in the room. Uh, for uh, Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, for Alex Drawback, better known as Anti and Blair Bunky, better known as Good Old Scruffy. Uh, my name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin uh, Tiberius, and Galactic Colonnette and
5: Good Monkey.